It's time for everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that this iconic soap teaches us every weekday. 60 years and going. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH fans, current, former, and those coming back to us after 30, 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> this is Caddy Carroll, and I am so glad you could join us today for everything you need to know in life. You can learn from General Hospital, and it's been another interesting week on General Hospital. It was a short week, the week of October 8th, and we didn't get an episode every day. But that's okay. We're very glad the writers are coming back and hopefully the actors are coming back soon as well. But General Hospital has kept up with everything the whole time. We haven't really had too much of a loss of episodes. There's a lot going on and a lot of new life lessons that came up this week. So we'll get right into it. Number one, once we are adults, we have to stop blaming our issues on our childhood. Even though, as Laura pointed out, her PhD psychologist husband, <laughs> that we are a product of our childhood. I would like to take both these sentiments, and since I have an MBA, right, not a PhD in psychology, <laughs> but with 40 plus years of GH history in my brain, <laughs> I think our childhood does mold us. It may mold us and give us advantages or disadvantages. But it is up to our adult selves to process those childhood lessons, get therapy, grow, and do better. For Sir Nicholas, he should want to do better for his kiddos in light of his Cassidine upbringing on the island. So they aren't left with the feelings of abandonment and anger that he still harbors. I think the challenges of our childhood as well inform areas where we can help others and where we had those cracks were made stronger. So many very successful human beings have had troubled childhoods or trauma in their youth. They really leverage their experiences to surmount obstacles and they display amazing resilience. I would think Nicholas, with his born into wealth and amazing mother, could show the viewers more resilience and how he will do better for his sons. And if Laura has anything to say about it, he will. She will never give up on Nicholas. So he can hide. He can run from fancy resort to fancy resort. But Laura Weber, Baldwin, Spencer Collins will find him. Are you holding on to some resentment from childhood that you are blaming some shortcoming on? Stop it. Own it. Acknowledge it. Again, therapy. Therapy, people, if you need it. Forgive your parents. We have spoken of that before in an early episode. And let that wound heal and achieve more. Be more than anyone thought you could be. Yeah. All right. Number two. Can no one ever, ever again use the term shacked up? Ugh. Ugh. And do you notice when folks use the term, it is always directed at women. Like women are shacking up. Like we're sinners or something. My goodness. When I resided in rural Oklahoma for a time, I heard this term more than I'd ever before. So when I heard duplicitous, misguided Gladys say this to Sam, that she was shacking up with Detective Falconeri, because they're not married, I guess, and hence she received preferable PCPD treatment. Come on. It's ridiculous. And 
it's just such a judgmental, you know, yucky term. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to hear that term again. So it got me thinking, where did it come from? What is the origin of this annoying misogynistic term? So this term apparently dates from the late 19th century. The shack part deriving from a shack or cabin, ramshackle. And the cohabitation living together, meaning dates from the 1930s. It was first used in the U.S. West in actually in reference to men who would hole up for the night together, also related to the word hibernate. And um, from the origins, there is not really a, an historic slight against women. It just seems to have metamorphosized into our, our culture to be that. So I think another just so interesting but there's no reason to use this. You know, it's just it's just a horror. It's just a horrible old term. And let's be done with it, people. Be done. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number three. This is our fashion alert for this week. And it is no more fur coats, people. Oh, I don't know if Gladys's ill-gotten coat was real or fake. But the image of her wearing that after she fled town, running from her crimes, or was trying to before Sam and Sonny interceded with Sasha's money adds an additional ick factor to furs. Killing an animal to wear their fur or pelt in 2023 is something I think only Gladys might do in Port Charles. I did a little research on the fur trade and I was a little shocked to find out there is still one in the United States, although worldwide, it has declined dramatically over the past three years. In particular, mink and fox fur seem to be the largest part of the industry. And in the EU, between 2020, 18 million mink pelts were produced. Where are those people that are wearing those pelts, 18 million, compared to 2022, there were 7.5 million mink pelts produced. Wow, and that is still a lot, but the downward trend is encouraging. And China as well has seen a 38% decrease between 2020 and 2022 in mink pelt production. China, by the way, is the world's largest producer of furs and, of course, is abysmal on human rights abuses. So stay involved with NGOs like the Humane Society of the United States that advocate for change in China. Save a mink, a dog, a fox, and maybe an entrepreneur or a community organizer as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's frightening, really. We are all intertwined people, animals, human beings, and our ecosystems. Okay, but back to the fur... Why do people buy fur anyway? We have Thinsulate, polyester, cotton wool with all the advanced products to keep us warm. Why do folks like Gladys still want fur? There are many reasons related to the human condition. Freud wrote, fur stands for the public hair, indicating it is a highly sexualized article of clothing. And a few of these points came from Why People Wear Fur, Huffington Post article back from in 2016. It also is a symbol of wealth and power. And I wonder how many like Gladys don't realize the horrific, cruel conditions these animals are raised and killed in. Most people 
would not be amenable to buying a product with such a history of horror, really. If you have any doubt, check out some of the undercover videos on the Humane Society of the United States website or Fur Free Alliance or PETA. It is grotesque. And does anyone remember the Humane Society of the United States uh, undercover expose? It was about, I think, like 10 years ago. It was on 60 Minutes. Oh, my God. They skinned a German Shepherd alive in China, like on the street. And that goes into clothing and coats as Mongolian dog hair they discovered. So check your labels before you buy. Even if it just has a like a, a hood with fur on it, it could have dogs that were brutally murdered in, in China or, you know, from other countries as well. I was surprised that the U.S. is the largest importer of fur products. 24% of global imports. Russia accounted for 20% of global fur retail sales in 2019. And there's another good reason not to buy furs. Don't help Russia, who is devastating Ukraine, really committing genocide. It's just so frightening. So Sonny, with Gladys now banished to Connecticut, get rid of that fur. And if you were thinking about buying one, don't do it. Or if you have a friend, say, hey, you know what will make you feel wealthier than a fur? A chauffeur, daily Starbucks, a Tesla, a therapist can help us all and more than a fur. And just think of Gladys compensating for her many shortcomings by donning that fur. All right. Number four, when you don't know what to do in a situation or what to say, just channel your best Sunny Corinthos, cool, calm, slightly annoyed, Partially listening gaze. Oh my God, he's the best. His presence, confidence, and ability to tolerate Gladys's last ditch attempts to save her sordid self. He just listened, let her dig herself in deeper, word vomiting. Yep. And I got to say, he stayed so calm. He didn't freak out. He didn't kill her. She won't be traipsing around Port Charles any longer and still owes Selena Wu money. Most likely, Sonny will pay off that debt for her. But this whole scene, it was truly a lesson in not being reactive and keeping calm, taking in all the information and making a decision and being done. No one, of course, can do this with quite the finesse of Sonny, but we can all try. Listen, learn and make the hard decisions. Hopefully you don't have to deal with a Gladys in your life. But in so many situations, we can approach them. With the sunny stare and the sunny smile and not let folks get us on the defensive. I heard something great on Kathy Heller last week that spoke to this as well, talking about when someone tries to shame you or get your goat, saying you did this or that, and a great response is, yes, you are right. If that's what you believe, you know, you're right. But not getting caught in the shame they are trying to throw. Imagine if someone says to Sunny, I don't appreciate the way you walk around town like you own it. Sonny would give them his look and say, you were right, if that's what you think. But I am who I am. And my presence in Port Charles makes us a much safer port than most. So next time someone tries a shaming critique with you, throw it back with your sunny look and say, you're right. I am loud and will continue to be. And sounds like a you problem. <laughs> All right. Number five, what we want and what we need are often two different things. This life lesson was uttered by our favorite mayor, 
Laura Collins, I want to propose a caveat to these wise words. However, I think this is true when you are not living in purpose and are making choices that pull us from that divine path. Laura and Kevin were discussing Nicholas and the current situation where he is alive and well and now awake and functioning and spending the Castelline fortune, which is okay. Yeah, he should spend it or give it to charity. But (laughs) he's evading his mother and Kevin in Europe. Nicholas has a history of disappearing, plotting revenge, and truly making poor choices when it comes to his loved ones. I think he is a character that has never found his true purpose. Is he meant to be a prince, leader of industry? Can he ever be a good father to Spencer? In order to live in purpose and have his wants and needs align, Nicholas needs to find his true path. Currently, he is shutting out the one person who can most help him, his mom, Laura. She forgives him and will help him get back on his feet. After almost being killed by Ava, getting hit in the head with whatever Cassadine relic that was, Nicholas may have something sinister planned for her, but evil cousin Mason most likely has gotten to her first. My dear Ava, I hope she's okay, really. So dear Nicholas, you need to care for your children and make amends for your crimes and let your mother help you. Only then can you be aligned with your purpose. So remember Prince Nicholas's cautionary tale. And if what you want and need is not meshing, get right with your family, make amends, and find that true path. And of course, let your mother help you because we moms are fabulous. (laughs) All right. Number six. Remember, wherever you are in your career or your entrepreneurship journey, you are building skills for your next step. Even if you feel like you're underemployed or in a stagnant role, You are learning something, something for your next role. Alexis Davis, who lost her law license after a myriad of misdeeds while struggling with alcoholism, drunk driving, vehicular homicide, attempted murder of a police officer. Oh, my gosh. Just kind of goes on and on. Poor Alexis. But that's just to name a few. (laughs) After her stay at Pentonville and almost not surviving that, and we are all grateful, dear Nicholas, got her released with a leveraged political pardon. But she has recently been missing her life in the courtroom. And now, as the editor of The Invader, has revamped the publication and made it into a respectable resource. Now, after her lamenting her loss of her legal days, she has the opportunity to fully leverage those skills and knowledge to help expose the potentially crooked or just overambitious judge who gave yummy Drew Kane an overharsh sentence. Her knowledge of the bench, the law, and her many years of defending folks in the courtroom and revealing the truth will now facilitate an expose on this judge and show Port Charles and the world what a miscarriage of justice has occurred. So don't despair. If you have moved careers or are wondering what you are doing in a certain role, just ensure You continue to build skills wherever you are, whatever it is. If it's hardcore software skills, programming, or just people skills, building consensus, DEI, because you never know what your next role will be. And if you too will get the opportunity to write an injustice and bring a Drew Kane home from Pentonville. Seriously, though, you never know. Keep learning. (laughs) 
All right, number seven. If you are in a position of power, wealth, authority, use it for good, for God's sakes, people, like Sonny Corinthos does. We loved this week how Sonny is going all out to rally family to join his island wedding, eloping, really, and to help get Drew released from prison. He's also helping protect Anna from her stalker harasser, who, whom might be Charlotte. Not sure if she's doing everything, but we'll see. So many with great wealth can do so much more, and many do a lot. We all love the Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Sarah Blakely commitment to give over half of their wealth away, this group of billionaires. It's great. The Pledge, I think it was called The Pledge, and that's great. I hope, though, the ones who don't do much, uh, Larry Ellison, Jeff Bezos, to just name a few, and yes, we all know Jeff Bezos said he's going to give most of his wealth away, but we're kind of just seeing trickles, and I was looking it up online, and um, quite a bit of that has gone to his own foundations. So I'm not sure when you have Sierra Club, Audubon Society, you know, Feed the Children. I'm not sure why you need to create your own foundations other than tax, refuge. I don't know. But you would still get a tax um, benefit from donating to the other nonprofits. So I don't know. It's a little little fishy, though, Mr. Bethos. Yeah. I hope, though, they can look to Sonny Corinthos. Let's see our role model, a man who has worked hard and made great sacrifices. And with his wealth, he helps the community, his friends and family, even those who might be on the other side of the legal equation. For Sonny, it's not about putting on airs and oppressing and impressing people. He wants to make the world a better place than the one he came into and facilitate that for all those he loves and all the folks who have less than he does. Shouldn't this be the mantra for all leaders? Lead greatly, do better, and leave the world a more equal, peaceful, vibrant place that has benefited from your time on the planet. Even with Sonny's misdeeds, especially early in his career, he has made up for that. And he has done so much more to grow as a human being and leave the world a better place. And he better not leave anytime soon, by the way. I'm getting those feelings from some of the storyline the last couple of weeks. That better not be in the works, ABC. No, no, no. So wherever you are, whoever you are, there is no better leadership class than the one Sonny Corinthos teaches every day on General Hospital. All right. Quick recap. That's all for this week. The week of October 8th. Oh my gosh. We're already this far into October. Number one, once we are adults, we have to stop blaming our issues on our childhood. We all need to get therapy and reconcile those scars and get stronger. Number two, can no one ever, ever again use the term shacked up? Oh, just yuck, yuck. <laughs> okay, no more fur coats, people. No more fur coats. It's just brutal. We don't need it. And, and, and if you're not an animal lover somehow... Just think of Gladys. It's, it's a yuck uh, visual, for sure. <laughs> Number four, when you don't know what to do, just channel your best sunny, cool, calm, slightly annoyed, partially listening gaze. <laughs> Number five, what we want and what we need are often two different things, especially when we are not living in purpose. Number six, remember, wherever you are in your career path or entrepreneurship journey, 
you're still building skills. Keep learning. Make sure you're learning every day. And number seven, if you're in a position of power, wealth, authority, use it for good like Sunny Corinthos. All right. We'll take care. Don't be catty. Use your big mouth for good. And we'll see you next week. And remember, I'm always looking for guests for the podcast. If your life has been changed by General Hospital, I'd love to have you on. And as always, check us out at C-A-T-T-E-E Girls on Instagram.